Yo, so we're back. Episode 033 of the TBC podcast, brought to you by GRM Daily, hosted by myself, Michael Payne. Myself, Rebecca Judd. Myself, Renee. And today we've got a very, very special guest in the house. And in keeping with tradition, we're going to let him introduce himself because he's used to that. It feels weird, like, waiting to be, like, yeah, being yeah. introduced feels weird. like, sitting on edge, like, I'm what? Used, I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, five million sales. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> 500 my, years on radio. Where's my stats? Where's, where's my stats, bro? Like, <laughs> no, um, yeah, it's DJ Target from One Extra. I'm sure many people know me from, depending on how old you are, actually. Yeah. You might Targo know me from Roll Deep. You might know me from, you might know me from the Targo and Barbara. You might know me from, like... Being around when Grimes started and exactly. like that whole Bowie free thing and you Rinse, should like, know there's him a lot, from that. there's the a DVD lot of reasons era. why people DVDs absolutely like some other stuff as well. Yeah, there's totally. A, yeah, there's there's lots of things why people might actually know mm. who I am. The, yeah, the main th- the main things should be r- like the the inception of Grime yeah. and Roll Deep. Yeah, one extra. Yeah, stalwart presenter on one extra. Thank Literally you. just got a new show as yeah. well. Skirt, 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 skirt. Big time. Check. Very, Monday very active in 27. How many days on radio now? Uh, what, uh, per week? Yeah. Six days a week. Jeez. Getting in. So, salute to... Get to- that money, B. i got to say, salute to Toddler T and Annie Mac because they had a baby. Oh, congratulations. Which has enabled well. <laughs> us, this to all happen. Yeah, yeah. Because Mr. Jam is now covering Annie Mac show. Yep. Which left his slot unguarded. Yep. And I was like... Absolutely. And I was in there, yeah, so... Was you um, ever shook that you was going to run out of things to say? What, on the radio? Yeah. Nah, because really for me, it's like the music gives me things to talk about. People interact, so sometimes that gives you things to talk about. I can waff- I can go on a Waffler's one as well, like when I'm ready. So that was not really, the, the, not, I wouldn't say worry, but my main thing about coming in to do this show, I wanted to like really cause an impact and like get people talking. And I didn't want it to be, oh yeah, like you're just babysitting a show yeah. until they switch it back to normal. Like people are going to like, there's going to be hard decisions to be made. In a few months, yeah, I'm going in for yeah, the spot. You're looking like, for that spot, yeah. No, not even I'm looking for the spot in particular, but I definitely want the spot. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> like, we're only like a week and a half in, and I'm I'm really enjoying it. You're gonna get attached to it as well. I, like that, I can almost feel myself getting attached yeah. to it now, and we've we've switched things up. We've done a few things that wasn't on the show before, and just trying to keep like each weeknight exciting for different reasons. So Mondays has got its own thing, and Tuesdays mm-hmm. and Wednesdays and Thursdays. So yes. Yeah, it's exciting, I guess. Did, how did you find the transition? Because obviously you're uh, very, um, uh, like, uh, well, well accustomed to pirate radio. Yeah. Um, and then you had to make the sort of transition to radio where you've got to talk more. Yeah. You have to also be... You, p- people can understand you when you talk on pirate radio because they're from the same background. Yeah. You, you can use as much slang as you like. Exactly. But then you find yourself on a BBC station and then all of a sudden Queen's English is I so to, much I more important. I had to use my, my A in English literature yeah. and my A in English yeah. language Absolutely. from GCSEs. I got a C. Done, no, the quality. Which I never had to use before on rinse. But, like, I was on rinse from the age of 15 like for 10 years Mm. almost 10 years so throughout that time my my show was hosted by mcs obviously i was part of pay as you go yep i was part of roll deep yep so i've always had like sick mcs around me so i've never had i completely forgot to mention pay as you go go literally i forgot myself but like only the last two years last year and a half when i was on rinse 
I actually started talking on the mic. Like you would never have got me to speak on a microphone, mm. like ever. It was I couldn't do it. I couldn't I couldn't listen back to my own voice. It was cringe. Like I just used to like playing the tunes. It was only when I got given a new show, Rinse Genius was like, I want you to do like a daytime show. Yeah, I was like, cool. I'll do any like whatever. And he's like, but I'm not. I don't want MCs. Mm. And I was like, what do you mean you don't want MCs? Like I want you to just play the music and like host it. And I was yeah. like, I don't know, man. And I. I I started doing the show and I wasn't even talking, but I noticed that because I wasn't talking, the phone line wasn't ringing. Right. And for me, the phone line ringing and popping off. And that's the heart and that soul was of like, any show. That's on, on how I gauged yeah. if a show was good, working. Of course. So this phone line, no one even knows who's on. I haven't spoken. I haven't given out a number. I literally turned on the mic just to say the number. And it was like, it felt so weird, like yeah. giving out the number. and so Bringing the, down the instrumental. Yeah. <laughs> Four two nine. Phone line crew. Like I don't know what voice, I don't know what voice I use. Get at me, man. It's so yeah, sick like, right now. I need the one ringers for this reload. Yeah. All it's of that. popping off, making up numbers like yeah, a lottery and that. Like, shout literally. out the one two three. Trust me, bro. The five six seven. That was literally like the first time you heard me speaking on the mic. That is what I sounded like, yeah. and literally got used to that and, and got accustomed to it, and then roll deep, kind of forward, fast forward like a, a year or two. Roll deep was was starting to pop off. We just brought out first album in mm -hmm. a deep end yep. and one extra I think was like a year into its inception or whatever mm -hmm. it started in 2004 didn't it yeah, yeah. that's when we made the in a deep end so 2005 they said they invited Roll Deep on to do a guest show yeah. for Roll Deep not for me like all of you that come in yeah. for our Christmas show but we want you to be the like me to be the main host because Anchor, they yeah. heard that I, I'd been a host on Rinse right. and I was like alright I'll do it plus I think they was a little bit like, how do we control these 12 guys, like, yeah. coming off the streets and, like... So they was like, can you control it and keep it, like, mm. organised? Yeah. And I was like, yeah, don't worry. So I did that, and I didn't even know, but they were really, like, happy with it. Mm. So happy with it. They was like, we want to, like, can you come back in and do some, like, little testers? And they had a thing called Extra Talent at the time, which was yeah. a slot, like, 4 till 6 a.m., Wow. Sunday night Graveyard into morning. Set. Sunday night into Monday morning. Who the, who's listening to radio? For, for security guards they said, and people doing the night right. shift. Yeah. So they said stuff. to me, we want you to do this for a month. It's like a testing ground. And bruv, when I say I used to set my alarm and wake up, and you know when you don't even know where you are? I went mm. to cry. I, I nearly didn't go to the show every single week. Yeah. But I went, done the shows, four weeks of that. Didn't hear from them for a couple months. Thought, oh, okay, that was cool. I had a little fun. Then I got a call back again in the summer. Can you come and cover for Heartless Crew? Because they had a slot on there, innit? Yeah. Heartless Crew. Like, my favourite thing. Like, mm. I used to listen to their show on Mission. Then I used to listen to their show on Rin, I mean, on One Extra every week. So they were like, can you come and cover for Heartless Crew? They're not here for a couple of weeks. I jumped at the chance. I yeah. did it. This was Sunday at 7pm, though. Like Ooh. Nice timing, yeah? <laughs> going off, like, yeah. bare... Everyone's full up. Yeah, like... <laughs> Belly's full. Six. That I did roast. that for two weeks. After two weeks, they were like, can you do one more week? said, yeah, cool. After like the fifth week, I was like, what's going on? Where's Heartless? Yeah. I, I, was, I was seeing Heartless at raves and they're out and about. So I'm yeah. thinking, wait a minute, they're not away. Yeah. What's going on? But little did I know, they'd already had some sort of falling out. One extra and Heart, they decided they weren't renewing the contract of Heartless. Right. But they were looking for a replacement. But I didn't know that I was being like trained up or lined up for this thing. So like after me doing the show for like six, seven weeks, they was like, right, Heartless aren't coming back. Do you want the show? And I was like, brother, you don't even have to ask me twice. Yeah, yeah. Like, at the same time, I was like, how can I take over from Heartless? Everyone's going to be like, who's, why is, oh, it's gone shit, what's going on? Where's Heartless? Why is this one guy here? Like, but it didn't, that didn't really happen. And like, I managed to kind of get around it and 
in within a few months, it was like my show. It felt like it was my show yeah. now, and yeah, that was like 2007. Right, and it's like 2017 now, and I'm on nearly every day. So. Are you planning Absolutely. some sort of turn up? What? Ten years? Is there no like rave? Oh wow! Uh, <laughs> He's like, I didn't think of that. I'm, tr- I'm trying to plan a wedding, bro. I'll be oh. honest. Congratulations! There's on that, a revelation. Congratulations! That's a big year. It's a big year. Has that been? Has that been announced? Yeah, yeah, Your engagement yeah. and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have yeah. sick with that. Damn, I thought we were first. Exclusive. Can we pretend no, no. that we got the drop? No, no, Can no. we use that as clickbait? <laughs> Tar- Target announced his wedding. Yeah. <laughs> no, everyone What's knows. What's this actually oh, going shit. down this year? Yeah, September the Oi. 9th. Amazing. You're getting that extra money as well. We're gonna have like candy exactly. floss machines. No, no. <laughs> like <it's laughs> photo booth. <laughs> no, literally like. It's come at a nice time, I won't lie. The extra wages has come at a perfect time. Yeah. Where's Honeymoon? Um, I see you're like on holiday like every week. No. Can, can, wait, can that's the There's going to be a hard job picking wait, a, a destination for a honeymoon now. Buffness. It is. We're getting married abroad as well, so I don't oh, know. Okay. We have, I'm not sure Jeez. where the honeymoon actually is yet. Yeah, but yeah. can I just quickly distill a myth? Dispel yeah. myth. What's the right dispel, word? Yeah, dispel, yeah. Dispel, not distill. Well, let's make vodka out of exactly. a myth. Exactly. Let's make. We're gonna make some alcohol out of a myth. <laughs> Prohibition days again, man. Get the the, the wooden barrels out, bro. No, Moonshine, I need bro. to dispel a myth. Lots of people, like one out of three people I bump into, they say to me, "Oh my god, you're always on holiday." Like, no, for real. No, I'm actually not. Like Are I they got, throwbacks? No, 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 no. Like, <laughs> it's working. <laughs> you, know, you know, there's people on Instagram that keep circulating the same bitch. Yeah. <laughs> He's out there finessing. <laughs> you know no, 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 it's not that. But oh, a, a lot of these, like, I might go to a nice kind of sunny place that's a work trip. Yeah. And I might be there for 24 hours. Yeah. And it, I suppose it's my fault for taking a sunset picture of a pool and a thing. No, it looks nice. But then people are like, oh, you're away on holiday again. Yeah. I wasn't. I was there for 24 hours. Then yeah. I might come back and I might go to, I don't know, South by Southwest, which is a work trip. Yeah. It's in Texas. It's in America. Like... You might see photos of it looking fun, which it is fun, but it's a work trip. Yeah, people are quite like, abroad. To no, top I'm holiday. not saying, oh my God, it's really it's doom and gloom. Like, I do get to travel a lot, yeah. which is a blessing. Mm. And I do, I go on maybe a couple of holidays a year, literally, like just to break up all this workload and work rate. Do you still check your emails, though? Of course. Mm. How, like, how do you think it's I get like, all the I music? I don't really feel like that's a holiday, man. That was oh, oh, you out. mean when I'm on holiday? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, or is it kind of I look at them, I gone. look at, I have like, a, I might have a moment when I'm super bored and I might look at my phone and I'll pick which ones I'm going to read because I can tell before I even open them if there's too much work or not. Do you know there's what I mean? Too much work. Yeah. Like I, can tell too much work. I can tell from who it's from if this is going to be a, a work email yeah. or just like something I can quickly just look at. That's yeah. not going to get my mind, because some emails yeah. will set my mind off for three hours planning stuff. Yeah. So I don't want that That one was radio mode just then. Shit, stop, can I swear? Stop, stop, stop. Can I say shit? <laughs> no, yeah, you can swear. Then you said stuff. Yeah, but can I say shit? Yeah, you can yeah, swear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I said you radio you know, content, This is like freedom. Have, yeah, you swore, have you swore on air before? I have. By accident once and it was on somebody else's show. What did show. you say? I said shit. Oh, to get fined? No, no, I was. This was like I was like two years in, and I I was a guest on Nihal's show. He done a show called The Review Show. What one on BBC Asian Network? He, he was on Radio One. At, he oh, was, okay. Yeah, at the time yeah, it was Radio yeah. One, but it was he used to basically like review tracks that are new or whatever. And just so happens I was on the panel of of reviewers, but he was also about to review Greenlight by right. Roll Deep. Right. So we'd already had good times out. Which was number one, and he, he he to talk about Greenlight. He was like, "Ah, oh, you already had a hit with Good Times. Like you lot must have bought loads." And I, I didn't even think because it was such a relaxed environment yeah, like this. Yeah. I was just like, "Yeah, shit loads." Wow, <laughs> like, I'm here. I'm forgot. I'm even here. And I was just, the whole rest of the time, like whatever I was saying, I was just thinking, "What's gonna happen when it's I get out of here? What phone call am I gonna yeah. get?" 
And when I came out, I was like, I phoned my producer. I was like, I've just saw on the whole show, like, what's going to happen? Like, the bosses, am I going to get sacked? They was like, nah, man, it's cool. And then, like, I think he just got laughed off. Yeah. As long as you, I suppose, as long as it's not but a if I was to, thing. like, yeah. go on there and say, it's Friday, motherfuckers. <laughs> That's just <laughs> like, sabotaging yourself. Like, yeah, like. Chuck. Just a P45 has come out of nowhere. Yeah, so I have to, yeah. I think, I think one time I... Um, ha- had to apologise for some bad language on your show at Glastonbury. <laughs> oh, I remember doing... Do you remember that? Yeah. I remember doing some... But that wasn't my fault. No, with the so, life... Because I was with told that my of... first three songs had to be clean. Yeah. And then, and then from then on, because they were the only songs that were going to be broadcast, and then from then on, I could swear as much as I liked. Yeah, yeah. So obviously I kept to that rule, but then they brought... The fourth song is like... When in, when fuck you. Yeah, it was a song I hadn't, I hadn't even written. I fucked you. I did war over it. Let me sweat. Fuck you. To be fair, like it happens with with live sets and live performances. Like I had Big Nasty and friends on on Monday. Yeah, that must have been dangerous. Literally, was it, what, like live, live. Techers, techers, techers. They was all there and they was all swearing. And, you know, like, we, we give out language you warnings before. You warning, don't you? Yeah. I, oh, yeah, pop in, I jump in and give my little apology. If you don't like this show, please, please go back online. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and choose another show suitable. Yeah, all of that. <laughs> then it's turn up. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it's like, my, most of my shows are in the evening. The audience expectation as well is taken into consideration. I'll just chill out a little bit. Do you know, you know what I mean? Like, not, not, not many people, if any, who listen to one extra are going to be offended by the word shit. Like, really, yeah, come on. True. You're tuned into a grime set. You know what you're going to get. Yeah. At the same time, it is a public service. You mm. can't, like, a balance all of us here, I'm assuming you've got TV licenses. We pay for the BBC, so... Do we? <laughs> couple of people I, are looking... I will, I will let you assume. Yeah. Couple, <laughs> couple you assume on, looking, my friend. I, I, can no longer, I, can, I can neither confirm nor deny. But like, like, that's the whole thing is, like, the BBC is literally, like, paid for by the public. Like, yeah. we all have a say. So they have to entertain the public's best interest. They yeah. can't do what an ITV or, a you know, a commercial station would do and yeah. literally answer to no one and make money from adverts. Mm. Like, it's, it's completely different. So having all that, you know, on, on board, you have to kind of take that into consideration and, and, you know, just try and keep it clean where you can. But it's not it's not just broadcasting that you've uh, that you've made your name and produced. You produced uh, a lot of the uh, a lot Been of rock beats. Yeah, I was going to yeah, ask man. about that. The producer. Yeah. Not a lot of people know that. No, and because the reason being because all this other stuff has kind of dragged me out of the studio in the last probably like three years. Yeah. But I'm glad to say me and Danny Weed. Cheese. I'm back in, like, yeah. and it's already sounding. I love the fact that Danny's, like, you know, like so much of Danny's old production, like, yeah. you know, for instance, ending career. Yeah. Press. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, salt beef. <laughs> <laughs> love that song. Yeah, that, that, no, when, whenever I hear that song, that's all I think of. <laughs> I can just imagine someone. I can imagine how Danny Weed came out with that beat. He was just sitting to himself, going, <laughs> literally, like. I love that. I love that. I, 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 yeah, and I, I, I really, really want him to release like a 2017 creeper. Do you know yeah, what? Like, I was thinking about that. Everyone's moment. on him to do that. Like, Trust I think me. he, he personally doesn't want to touch it because it's such a classic, and Absolutely. he, he doesn't really. Imagine, want, I, like, and not even bass. just that. The amount of MCs that have hit him up to yeah. try and vocal it or do a version of it yeah. or whatever, and he's always been like, I don't, mm, I don't. Does he still get paid off of that though. Off a creeper, yeah. I'm sure I'd like, I couldn't tell you how much he earns yeah. off of it, but I'm sure he still gets a little like PRS trickling because back in the day, I remember like 
um, he won't mind me telling you this story. Like we used to sell records, obviously white labels, yeah, of yeah. course, out the car. Like drive around to every shop that sold grime in London yeah. in my little Punto. Yeah. Like we had so much records in the back, it was nearly doing a wheelie. Like <laughs> that heavy. And I remember, like we used to go in and sell maybe a box or two to each shop. At this time, you'd sell one vinyl for like three pound fifty to the shop. Mm. They'd sell it for seven quid. So if yeah. you got a box of thirty. That's like over 100 quid you got. Yeah. So we'd go in, sell a box, 100 quid, go to the next one, 100 quid, 100 quid. Like when Danny Weed made Creeper, the distribution place said, we want 4,000 now, cash. Alrighty I then. I remember like, we'd never made this sort of money for music before. I remember yeah. driving with him to Essential Jammer, actually worked there at the time, Essential Distribution. Yeah. And Danny walked out there with like 10 bags or 15, or have whatever the equation was. I yeah. think it was 3,000 vinyls. Yeah. And it was 10 bags cash. And like, we couldn't believe it. Like, in those days, it was like, that's mad. This is mad. <laughs> mm. And like, Wiley like, made Eskimo and was doing like, literally, he, was he had a whole wall in Rhythm Division, like 35 different Wiley records. Like, Jeez. that whole period was just mad. Like, yeah. and I think it gave everyone a bit of like that early kind of business mind to. Of course. Yeah, and that, in, that kind of self sufficient thing, because obviously there was no support systems there were no labels signing anything there the internet no, went about as strong evil there weren't a youtube bruv like things weren't even really documented there was like until the times of risky roads and lord of the mics yeah. and my dvd aim high and mm -hmm. practice hours mm -hmm. they were like the four main ones yeah until those kind of came around like you didn't know what people even looked like if you were from out of london or whatever so that was i think why everyone was like we need to document this and let's make some dvds and whatnot i was gonna yeah. ask yeah like obviously your core roll deep have you ever been in the studio and there's been a heated argument that you remember? Like, what's the worst argument? 100%. What's the worst one that, that has come to that you can remember between who as well, if you can talk there's about been, it? There's been fights, bro. Swear, what, fists? There's and that, been yeah. fists thrown, bro. Wow. Things have happened. <laughs> like, Man are doing bits, yeah? In a brotherly way. Oh, I understand. Like, you yeah, never yeah, have of a fight with your yeah. brother. <laughs> yeah. like, no, nah, but it's true. No, no, no at the time yeah. it wasn't like that. Like, there's been a couple of little things, like little tussles, and but not many. Like, can you talk on them or, or one that was like that you had to get involved in? Be like, yo, fuck yeah, this. Yeah, I had to separate Danny and Wiley once. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah. What like, was that over? What was it even? I think it was over like Wiley's R6. Like he had a motorbike. <laughs> no, like the one had, in Eskimo. Yeah, that he, that he's the um that Eskimo one. Um, I'm not sure because he's had he's had a few bikes yeah. over the years, but this he had an R6 bike. Yeah. He had lent it to Danny. Oh, hood insurance. <laughs> hood insurance. I think it ended up getting lent to Scratchy. Like, long story short, someone stole the bike, innit? Oh, pissed. <laughs> Not pissed. none of the man, but someone came yeah. and stole yeah, the bike. Yeah. And it was, it was an ongoing argument, yeah. like ongoing and ongoing and ongoing, and it used to keep getting brought up. And then one day they just got really heated and like, they kind of needed to be separated. But half an hour later, they're Best friends yeah, again. brothers. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's not even like, it's literally like a family. Do you know what I mean? Like we grew up as, Brothers, like we, yeah, it's mad. You had to tell yeah. someone that you're not on a verse, or like you got to come the, off. They're like we used to call that scissors. Yeah, like who's getting scissors? Because sometimes, <laughs> that's, that's sometimes sense, you know, someone might get chopped. No, like because obviously, like some someone would come in and be like, I've got a verse for this, and they'd record it, and then someone else might come later or the next day and do something that was different or suited the track better or whatever it was for whatever reason. And sometimes, not too often, but sometimes we were like, we're gonna maybe take you off this one or. Sometimes it's a collective decision. I think we sh you should maybe come off. Or sometimes the person said, you know what? I think that is what? so tense. No, but it was never like, it was never like, it never Wait, felt. Come to my if office. If anything, you'd laugh Can and be like, it would be a joke. Like, you're just getting bantered for maybe the next hour. You got scissors, bro. You like, got shit yeah, bars yeah. kind of thing. It's nothing, yeah. it was never like, and plus there was so many tunes 
no one was starving to work. Like, there was plenty. Like, yeah. we had rhythms for days and days and days. So, like, everyone was getting to do their thing. Like, only when it shit. got... You get a rhythm. You yeah, get yeah. a rhythm. <laughs> you get a rhythm over there. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> it was literally like... but. Yeah, there's been one or two little situations, as I'm sure with any group of friends or Absolutely. collectives or whatever. I left get to the hear crew about because, because we yeah. couldn't kind of overcome our, yeah. dis- but our, our differences. To be fair, we managed to, to never kind of uh, like break up as such or whatever. Like Roll Deep kind of just, I feel like it, it ran its course to a certain degree. Not that we'll never do anything, you know, together again. Not that we don't work together in little hubs here and there course, as well yeah. now, but as a group, for it to, I think a lot of people ask me. In fact, I had an offer through for like a massive Roll Deep show for like someone wants to do one, like a kind of reunion type yeah. thing, a big one as well. Mm-hmm. And I just had this offer through yesterday and yeah. I'm I'm weighing up in my mind whether it's, we should really be, should we be trying to put that together or should I allow it? Like I'm I'm in two minds. I know you all be like, why would you Everyone allow it? Everyone's like, who's going to say I understand yes, his point like, of view. Yeah. Like, no, it's just like, I know from a personal perspective what, that might take to be put together and someone's going to have to take responsibility for it. Yeah. A lot of personalities. Chances are <laughs> it's going to be me that has to pull everyone in like, and I don't know, I'm very busy as well at the time and if it isn't a super legendary show with yeah. every single one of us there, Wiley especially. Mm. Yeah, he has to be there. If it's pointless, not pointless, but it would be a big heartbreak yeah, if he was. Like, that's what he was supposed to be. But if it was, if we could do that, it would obviously be legendary. Mm. Like, I'm still weighing up whether we should attempt to do that. Right. But you, you never know. You might see that this year. Oh, man. Keep man. your eyes peeled, man. That's an exclusive. There's, there's exclusive. 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 That's the make up for the wedding one. Deep reunion question mark to the clickbait <laughs> after, after the wedding, though, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> um, you're, spend, you're spending a lot of time, you know, this, this is uh, obviously no exception, uh, but on, on the other end of the um, interviews these days, you're getting yeah. asked a lot. You, you've been, you, you've been a kind of asked to speak about the, the past and everyone's getting nostalgic and, yeah. and, and looking at, uh, at Grimes' inception. You've been involved in, in um, Hattie Collins' book. Yeah. Uh, you've been on Frisco's DVD. Yeah. Um, I, saw, I saw that the other day. Uh, with Channel Four, uh, Mentality. So yeah, that was, Man said you know DVD. Was... Sorry, no, sorry, not sorry. DVD documentary. That was that was I'm, put I'm together still in the like Mentality very well. DVD, you know? Yeah, a lot of these things they. Missed. I was watching it like, yeah, it, like, you know? <laughs> they they actually put that together really well. Like, yeah, I thought it was the best do- grand yeah, documentary that I've seen. Like, same with Hattie. Like, she, I spoke to Hattie. Obviously, Hattie was one of the first journalists to show any interest Absolutely. in this thing like her Hattie Collins I mean Hattie Collins Chantel Fiddy Chantel Fiddy legend man. Hyper Frank Joseph. I didn't meet Hyper Frank until a bit later on okay. like this is like literally when no, Grime right, didn't yeah. have Wait, a name before like, Hyper Frank, yeah. we Chantel was like what, what do we call this stuff and then it was the journalist I don't know which one in particular but it was a journalist that wanted to write about it but uh, their editors or their whoever was leaning on them was like well what is it what are you Need calling it classify. they called it Grime at yeah. first everyone in Grime was like you try to say we're dirty. dirty no, yeah. like, <laughs> we were like, no, we're not, we're, like, it's not grime. Who told you it's grime? No, but it's their whole argument was, but it sounds grimy. It's yeah. grimy beats. Because it was SKB at one bar. point, innit? Yeah, yeah sublow like, SKB, all of that idea shit. Yeah. What it was. I, like, I remember Crazy Titch doing a um, panel thing and they kept calling it grime so much. At this time, it was like a diss. He got up and walked out of the place because he was getting called a grime artist. Wow. Like, that's, this is 2003, mm. though, like before the real inception. And so, yeah, Grime was um, 
it was something that was named by the journalists. So you had the likes of Chantel Fiddy, Hattie Collins. They used to live together. Mm. And me and Danny used to go around their yard. They used to like make us food. Like we used to sit up there, drink wine, yeah. play them all the new tunes. Like it was Living. just a little vibe. They lived on the ends. Like we was obviously in Bow and Limehouse. They was in Bethnal. Yeah. So we created like a relationship with them a lot. Of course. And even Chantel, she was at Champagne Dance video shoot, pay as you go. Like what? they've been around like, for a long time. I don't even yeah. know that. I know yeah. she, she was in the video. She, no, she wasn't in the video. She oh, was down there she was for shoot. Touch magazine at the yeah. time, just covering it. And it Amazing. kind of it led from there. And of like her, we met her obviously. Because these were the contact. publications at the beginning that used to, yeah. to cover it. Like, Touch, yeah. Rewind, Face magazine. There was there was blues and soul. Like, yeah, it was, of course. Like I was going through, I got a, a big box with like all of Roll Deep Press that we yeah. ever did, like, and I remember we did, a, we started doing some covers, like, it was turning to, like, cover guys all of a sudden, like, we had for, so, like, Blues and Soul, I remember we did a cover for them, Touch, Rewind, mm -hmm. like, there was a few publications that was really, like, trying to support at the time, but um, I forgot even why, how I started this question, this answer, to be honest. Oh, no, do you know what? It's, we go off on tangents and it's good. Honestly, it's good. Sometimes you ain't even got to come back. And end up somewhere completely yeah. different. More time you ain't got to come back to the original point at all. Um, you, you set up a label, obviously, pitched up. Yeah. Uh, and, and uh, you know, the, shares the name with the, the, the corresponding night as yeah. well. Massive club night. And uh, are you bringing that back this year? Do you know what? Like, you're probably like the 30th person who's asked me that this week. Yeah. And... The answer is definitely yes. 100%. Um, we started off doing it as a monthly, as you know. Like, you're one of the regulars, bruv. You yeah, man. Like, and it did literally, like, it started building up its regular, like, regular revelers or whatever. Like, yeah, yeah. 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 The lineups were not a joke as well. Not that a joke, that that like, Yeah, not like, that's joke. one thing that we, like, prided on ourselves on. Like, if we, because I've never wanted to be a promoter. Like, that was, like, it looks like a headache, like, yeah. massive headache. So, me and Danny was like, let's, we're not promoters, but let's do a night where we can showcase people like artists djs we didn't want it to be like some of the industry nights where 30 a and r's come to watch one guy as soon as he's finished they're all they off. off and in yeah, between yeah. everyone's talking yeah it's no vibe it's literally yeah. like you've come to watch one thing yeah in particular we wanted it to be well there's a dj on there's a vibe you're gonna dance you're gonna have a drink you're gonna socialize you're gonna network you're gonna have some industry people but you're gonna have some public you're gonna have a sick grime artist followed by like a house dj mm. followed by a female vocalist yeah. but somehow it's gonna somehow work like yeah. and it's after the first couple like it's just started to have a, a certain vibe so i think people just started like relating to the actual vibe the pitched up vibe rather than who's on the lineup this month it didn't really start to it didn't really matter to people they were like right i'm coming down this month mm. who, like who is on but i'm coming down anyway yeah. sort of you've got it right so many times of the lineup and you're, you're right about the clientele because even if there are a and r's there so many you know people who understand are down with the culture yeah. or have infiltrated the music industry now namely yourself yeah. so you've got people around you who understand that are in the industry but are also in the streets as well. They un they just understand yeah, the culture. Yeah. So even if they are from a certain label or work for a certain um, press company or PR company, whatever, they'll stick around because they'll know or they'll they'll have heard of pretty much every act. So you're right. It won't there won't be this kind of culture of staying for the person yeah, who's like, like middle of the sort of lineup and then you know ducking out. And that's then by what, the time yeah. the, the the night finishes, there's like three people. That's there. not what we wanted at all. And the whole kind of plan was to do it in birthdays, um, do a small monthly for like two years mm. which we actually did we done yeah. two years of birthdays uh -huh. and 
like you say, like I the lineup. Get into the second birthday. Remember, <laughs> oh, bro, I told I'm you. I'm sad about that. No, I'm it's like, all no, good, bro. mate. That, that was a sign for me. That was a sure sign of progress. <laughs> so don't feel sorry for me. No, no, no. I was late, mate. I turned up. No, no, but yeah, that's true. That no, one, and, and that I'm talking to so many surprise, people that outside that it was like being inside the event anyway. <laughs> yeah, you know them ones. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're caught up with so there was there were so many other people that couldn't get in that it was like being. Out, it was like being inside, like outside. Arena Two, kind of. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> in Arena Two, two. outdoor. Yeah, yeah, basically, Kings of the Road was Room yeah. Two, blood. But you like, know what I mean? that one caught me by surprise as well because we'd done like nearly two years, and then mm. there was like a three-month gap, and I was like, right, we're gonna do one in July, but it's it's coming around to the birthday, so I want to do a bigger one. Yeah. We already decided we're gonna move it from birthdays and just start doing it in different venues. Yeah, just take the vibe around and see what we can come up with, uh -huh. and eventually leave London with it. Course. Which we actually did. We done two in Leeds, yeah. actually, like Dunno Two Academy in Leeds, which was That's sick. all right, man. And we done like a festival tent at Naughty Reunion, which I don't feel like it was necessarily the right place for pitched up, but okay, it was a good. You morning. live and you learn at the same time. <laughs> so what we saying? Which month? Which month? <laughs> which month? What? Can we expect the next pitch? Right, I've been telling people March. Okay. And I feel like I've been telling people March now. So it has to it. be March. <laughs> yeah. For real. What sometimes I do to myself on purpose, I tell people things that I haven't even done. So you planned, yeah, motivate yourself. So then yeah. I can't get out of it. Because otherwise, sometimes things might not happen. Especially where I'm actually, I'm getting busier and busier and busier. How do you, how do you actually balance everything? Because I'm trying to go gym and I woke up at 11 today. <laughs> no, <but laughs> like, I could have actually got up at 8 and been like sweating, making it, everything did by 11. Things like. have become like more busy, but at the same time, like we've pitched up. We've got, like it is me and Danny, but now our label goes through Columbia, which is a Sony company. So we have access to the whole of Columbia's team. We've got, we've employed a couple of people who actually work for Pitched Up. So it helps us with like the workload. Yeah. We don't have to be across every little tiny email and everything. Cause that then it would be like, me and Danny aren't the best at that. That's for sure. Like <laughs> from that, the hood. We, we, were like, about, we, were, like, we were talking about you always being on holiday. I can't remember the last time I saw one of Danny's Instagram oh, stories bro. or, or oh, like photos and he was that. in the country. Yeah, like, he's, he's just come back from skiing. Yeah, he's always in Scandinavia yeah. and that or 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 or, or um or not paying his fare on the DLR. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's Danny's <laughs> Instagram. Two things Danny Danny's does. Instagram, Goes like... abroad and, and, and fucking... And, and doesn't pay for the DLR, yeah. bro, before he gets on. I love that shit. I was going to ask, um, what's your favourite Royal Deep tune that you've produced and your oh, favourite one that you haven't the produced? The one I've produced is easy. Like, straight away, I can tell you, is Remember the Days. Yeah. Like, from the first school, album. Yeah. And, like, not just because I love the... Like, it's my favourite production that I did probably for Roll Deep, but the actual, what the song meant and the lyrics on it and everything, like the whole Big sentiment, tune. like everything that everybody says on that record, like I was at every single thing. Like, you know, like when you hear it. It means like, a lot to you. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like someone might listen to it, I think, oh yeah, that's cool. Like, oh yeah, they talk about when they did that or that, but like they were little moments that was like in my world were legendary things. Yeah, like, yeah. Like one line, I think they said like, boys in British used to shop with a pager. Mm. That was like, I remember those days yeah. when the Pager oldest days. had pages and yeah. like ran a place called British Street, which is in Bow, where I used to live, and like just everything in that song and like everything it meant was um special. And then the, probably the favorite one that I didn't produce, probably when I'm here because Jeez. it was our first video. Start punching up people. Down, Literally, like that was that was the first ever roll deep video that was like that meant a lot as well. Danny Weed produced that. Yeah. That was um yeah, legendary as well. Tell me like, tell me someone from Nike hollered at you lot and were like, Thanks for the advert, bros. No, do you know what? I think they sent us the tracksuit. Oh, did they? Yeah, yeah. That was the, yeah, for me, because that was a, that was like the best Nike roadman yeah, yeah. tracksuit <laughs> like, ever. 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 That, with with a six song to match. That came from yeah. the director, you know I mean? um, 
got a big up to Simon Poontip as well. He he directed that video and actually me and Danny are working on a, a feature film movie with the guy now in 2017. Is so like, anything that he's I know, actually I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. Do you know what I mean? So like, sorry. you know, I'm not active No, no, enough. you I'm are. Just you're, you're mad active as well. Like, come on. If someone, if Tanya says you're active. She's waiting for that. She's waiting for that. Tanya says you're active. Hey, she's dropped the mic. <laughs> no, but like, <laughs> sorry. Um, yeah, big up Simon. He doesn't actually follow me back, so that's how you know I'm kind of active. That's what I'm saying. Like, She's going for it. The activeness. She's going for the it. The activeness is unignorable. <laughs> it's just Target B. He's busy. Know what I mean? So, yes. Yeah. That's what I wanted to hear. I'm going to go home, like, She's sending out so emails. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so... Um, oh, shit. <laughs> no, that's made my life. So, so oh. Simon was like... The concept was like, I want it to be all black. I want you to be all black. And in those days, it was like... Well, it's got to be all black Nike tracksuit. So, like, I think someone hit up Nike, or whatever, and they yeah. sent down like a ten all black Nike hoodie tracksuits, mm, whatever. Living, and that that's was like life. the uniform for that video. And I remember we shot that on Danny. Well, at the time, Danny Weed, Scratchy Breeze, um, couple other. That everyone lived on this one estate. Yeah, that estate looked grim, bro. That's where we grew. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, listen, that estate looked like grim. Like, when he's walking we... down the stairs, road, I said, "Yo, I wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, like, that was, yeah. I wouldn't want to get caught in there, but it's, like, like, it's five minutes from here. Like, yeah. and that was where we we was on that estate every single day. Is that like, Devon's Road. No, this I, I lived Devon's Road, yeah. which is where like Dizzy lived, Tinchy, J2K. All of Rough Squad. Yeah, they all live. We all live within like one minute, two minute walk of each other. Yeah. Then. If you went 10 minutes around the corner, like, it actually, you was out of Bona. You was in a place called Limehouse. Mm -hmm. But it sort of was still the same place because it's 25 minutes away. Yeah. And Danny lived there, Scratchy, Breeze, like, the other kind of half of Roll Deep all yeah. lived around there. So that was, like, our base because it was, like, a sick estate. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, like, it was just blocked off from everyone. Like, you weren't in that estate yeah. by accident type thing. Like, you had to be... Yeah. So that was, like, our base for years, like, be way before Roll Deep, like, just as kids playing runouts, that mm -hmm. was the place, and that was where we sit in the basketball court. We turned that basketball court, like, into literally, like... Is that the one in the DVDs that yeah. you're not always yeah, in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that basketball to, court... Do you know what the funniest thing is, yeah? I used to... It's because, but basically, my uh, older sister used to go Bishop Challoner. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. she knew all you lot, innit? So yeah. I used to hear stories... Queensley. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Before all the DVDs came out, <laughs> I used to hear stories about Page You Go. And then it was just like, Ross, like, tell me more stories about these, man. <laughs> the old, it was like a myth to yeah, me. Yeah, like we had a bit of a name like before the music stuff, like just from being like, oh, those guys, those, oh, those bow boys. Or yeah. like we was actually called SS Crew yes, exactly. at the time, which was like, we're going way back. But we had a little, it started off as just like a street thing, but then we turned it into like a sound system. Yeah. And we used to play at all the house parties off the back of that, like, we had a little buzz, like, obviously in all the, the girls' schools, like, everyone was talking about them, which one they fancy. Yeah, da, da, da. Exactly. Like, Danny Weed had the world on smash. Like, he's, <laughs> to be fair, like, he still kind of has, but, yeah, like... Yeah, yeah, the Gallim Yeah, like, it was just, yeah, like, yeah, it was, like... Gallim Glucos. <laughs> but, yeah, it was... It was it was it was just the thing that we had and like the state was always lively like that basketball court for a little basketball court in England London like that was like literally like LA in the summer yeah. bruv like if you'd come around it was cars music bear, bear chicks bear like I feel like sick. I was there because I see it so much time on the <laughs> yeah. DVD I see the video shoots there yeah, like, like we, we shot when I'm here on that estate we shot the avenue on that estate we shot aim high stuff practice yeah. everyone like everyone went there pretty much around there like even like we used to play football 11 aside against Rough Squad every Sunday, Roll Deep versus Rough, but that was not in that bus. That was in yeah. a proper pitch across the road. I'll tell you what I remember from that 
whole basketball. There's one guy called Biggie Pitbull. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just remember on one DVD. That's Wiley's cousin. Yeah, I just remember on one DVD, he's like, yeah, I'll still be selling weed on a Monday and signing on. And that, <laughs> that was the best moment of the DVD for me because he just come out yeah. of nowhere. Like, Salute Biggie. Like, all these guys are still about as well. Like, obviously, some people have, like, come away from the music and whatnot, but they were, like, legendary days, man, like, what about uh, Breeze? Is he still about? As yeah, well? I spoke to Breeze earlier today. Like yeah. he's still, he's actually been back in the studio as well. Swear like, Jet Lee as well. Jet's been back in the studio, like slowly but surely getting back into it. You know, like life takes over. Of course, and, like, yeah. people at the age where there's kids now and there's relationships and families and mm -hmm. work and yeah. whatever else comes at you. So some people haven't stuck on the music as much as others, but yeah, we're all still like brothers. You know what I'm saying? We don't see each other as much. Certain like I see obviously the ones that all do music more than I see the of guys course. who don't, but we yeah. make sure that we still connect and link and whatnot, and they're all gonna, you know, be at my wedding and whatnot else, so, do yeah, you, nothing's changed, right? Do you talk to Dizzy still, or? Yeah, me and Diz never ever, like, had no problems. Like, Dizzy and Wiley had the problem. Have which, you ever tried to mediate, like, for the you know culture? What? I haven't, I actually, like, in fact, I did once, like, I was like, and the response I got from Diz was like, he wasn't ruling it out at the time. Okay. That was a few years ago, I haven't really tried since. Yeah. Um, I'd love to see that. Like, you know, those, those two met in my bedroom, bro. Yeah, like, serious. I introduced them to each other. Dizzy wow. used to come and buy a record. Like, Dizzy knocked on my door at a time when you don't have little black boys knocking on your door. Who's that at my door, bro? Yeah. Like, it wasn't, there was stuff going on as well. Like, who's these people? Who's that? So I opened the door and he was like, high pitched voice, you're DJ Target. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> who are you though? He's like, yeah, like, my name's DJ Dizzy D. Like, I live around the corner. I didn't even know him. Like, swear. Did, yeah, I didn't know him. He's like, I want to buy some records. I want to buy records. I heard you got all the sick records. I was like, I have, but like, I still weren't, I was still like signing Iffy, this yeah. guy up. He's yeah. like, I got 30 pounds now. I, want... I was like, it's coming, bro. Yeah. <laughs> so he's come in, he's bought 30 pounds worth, come back next week. That was a weekly yeah, thing. Yeah, he really looked up to you as a DJ, then, didn't he? Because like, yeah. I even heard an interview on, of his on Radar Radio when he was talking about um, DJing drum and bass at a house records. party. They're my records. And he had to play your vinyls because he, he... He played my records on that set when he went on with Radio. Oh, Are you serious? When I moved, when I moved house <laughs> and... That's like, mad. I'll tell you quickly the story because it's... It's a bit long. Dizzy used to come to my house to buy records. Yeah. After like the third or fourth time and he was getting comfy, he was like, ah, oh, making music at school. He was still in school. Yeah. I think That's I'd, crazy. I'd already left school by now. I'm a couple of years old and Dizzy, whatever. He he was still in school. He's like, I'm making music. He bought me a CD. To be honest, I didn't really pay no attention. I just mm. wanted the money. The money. <laughs> Coming back for them records, right, Diz? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Where's that, that 30 quid though, bro? <laughs> CD's so, like, fire, man. You got that 30 quid? Yeah, so, yeah. Like, <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? So I've... He's ended up, um, one day he's come to my house, Wiley's there, I've introduced him and Wiley. They've kind of clicked almost instantly and just been talking back and forth and he's left and then um, I said to Wiley, ah, oh, you know he left the CD, like he made, he's making music. And yeah. Wiley's like, give me the CD. Wiley took away the CD. Right. I still hadn't even listened to it. Wiley took away the CD. When he came back to me, he said, bruv, listen to this, bruv, he's actually, he's on it and he's, he's got some mad different sound and that. So like, that was the first kind of, ears that listened to Dizzy's music yeah. and really was like, no, nah, nah, let's like, we might, we need to bring him in to our thing. Wow. Yeah. And that's where the Dizzy and Wiley connection started. Oh. And then obviously it was Slimzy on a Sunday, Wiley started taking him up on those sets. And one day, like he used to just be in the corner just watching, like funny, like boy in the corner. Yeah. But after like a few- <laughs> No pun intended. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> but after a few weeks, he, he ended up on the mic. And I remember the reaction just from this pirate radio set that was getting posted to Birmingham on tapes and posted wow. to people's cousins. So they like, 
the word spread around the country, like, who's there's this new youth called Dizzy Rascal, like, he's it was mad. mad. I remember that. And then Sidewinder was the big rave at the time. Jeez. In Milton Keynes, it was like 5,000 people. So you had people coming from Birmingham, from London, from mm. up north, from everywhere. And I remember we went and done this Sidewinder and Dizzy, like, the shot, like, people, like, you know, you go Eskimo dance now and people were killing it. And yeah, yeah like, but it's not like how it was back in the bro, day. The like, shot, like, I can't even, like, the feeling I'm getting even talking about it is. I've now, seen like, it, I've seen them shut down. Check one, two, it's I over. wasn't even old enough at the time. And no one knew what hit see... them. Yeah. That was what was mad. Like, knowing what Dizzy's like now, we could talk about Dizzy like we'd expect. But in those days, who, what the hell is this, kid? Yeah. What is this? It's it was sick. so new. And people couldn't believe it. Yeah. And he just literally, like, took everyone by storm. And then not long after that, he started releasing music and I Love You came. Yeah. Then it was like the Merc. No, in fact, missed out a little bit. I Love You came. He started blowing up. XL signed Dizzy and Wiley together. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Then that summer, we all went to Iron Upper. Dizzy got stabbed. Off the back of that, him and Wiley just seemed to like drift apart. Mm. And yeah, from there, it kind of... Um, I have belief Dizzy, though. Dizzy kind of just went off and done his own thing from there. Like yeah. literally, like we got back from Iron Upper. And we didn't really see Dizzy much after that. Like, yeah. I still don't know the reason why, because I was there. I was out there. Like, I see yeah. everything what happened. Yeah. Wiley didn't leave Dizzy anywhere. Like, that was a myth. That is a myth. Right. Like, I don't actually know what the what the real beef or problem is. Like, Wiley was the first one running in to help Dizzy, bro. Yeah. Like, so I don't know what how that all came about. Mm -hmm. like, I was there. Like, oh, everyone thinks they know what happened. Like, I was actually there. Yeah, yeah. I'm happy to hear that because, like, like we always speculate and everything. Like, unless, like, like, not even unless there's something I didn't see because I was, was there. there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My eyes are fully open. Like, what could I miss? I don't <laughs> understand it. Like, maybe Dizzy felt let down because he got taken out there by Wiley and Wiley was a bit of a big brother to him. Maybe it was that. I don't know, but like, yeah. as far as, oh yeah, Wiley left me to get stabbed and all that, that's untrue, man. Yeah, and like, yeah. I don't know what the issue, I still to this day don't know what the actual issue is between them. Okay, yeah. Like, it's mad, yeah. I hope yeah. it'd be resolved, man. I can understand why an attempt on someone's life yeah, would, like, would make them a little bit and at the same time, paranoid mm, of people to be, that's gonna to fuck be, you up mentally. But. Yeah, to be truthful as well, at the time, we all had the same manager, which is still Dizzy's manager to this day. And Wow. <laughs> yeah, but... Wiley decided that, like, Nick, his name, uh, he was showing too much attention to Dizzy and not to the rest of Wiley and Roll Deep. So Wiley sacked Nick as Roll Deep's manager. I remember that, yeah, yeah, yeah. So after that, it was like he'd cut a tie. And like after that, Nick just grabbed Dizzy and was like, right, we're going to go off into the sunset. Mm. And that's it. And that's what happened. Like, Dizzy went off, blew up, won the Mercury, and never really looked back. Yeah, yeah. And that was how that all panned out. But I, don't, I actually don't know what the thing is between them. I know Wiley is like, would love to see them like back on speaking terms and whatever. Dizzy, I feel like he would, but he's got a lot of pride and I think he, he knows Wiley's a bit volatile. So he, he's unsure. Like I, I remember he actually said to me like, what happens next week when Wiley goes on Twitter and says I'm a cunt? Like what happens then? Right. Yeah. Mm. This was at a time when Wiley was a lot more problematic on Twitter. Yeah. To be fair, mm -hmm. this is a few years ago when he I was the greatest him, on Twitter. Yeah, he was. Yeah. V-Net like, Jumper. Ooh. Remember them days? V-Net Jumper. <laughs> oh, bro, he then... was the greatest, <laughs> greatest tweeter ever. Just wake ever, up and ever, ever. Yeah. ever. Oh, Sporadicness he... was on point. And trust okay. me, they got a plaque in Twitter HQ, <laughs> a little blue bro. disc, you know. Wiley tweeted on this on this site <laughs> once upon a time. Uh, he was Some gems. Don't get. On the wrong side of him on Twitter. Yeah, in those for days. real. He, for real. People have caught it in the neck from Wiley, you know. I think they felt physical respect. pain from reading tweets. <laughs> like, you he know, wouldn't hold back, he would yeah. say what he wants. Legend has it, you can get stigmata from reading, reading some of Wiley's <laughs> tweets. 
legend has it. You know what I mean? That's, I think that's how Jesus came up with them things on his hands, didn't he? He read one of Wiley's tweets back then. But um, you, you basically, man, you are a, a fucking linchpin of grime, mate. Without you, a lot of things that happened Shit, in grime. Seriously, grime itself, seriously. Look, like, putting down his phone. That's oh, it, man. Cheers. Seriously, grime, grime itself. Oh, stand ovations. Stand ovations. Stand Oh, wow. Oh, stand oh, Oh, Give it up for Target, yo. We love you, Target! Please, you're scaring me. <laughs> On a real. Just before we go, because... I don't um, think I've had a stand innovation before that. Right, it's the first. Be done, People need to stop putting some Because at the end of the day, without... With, like, like, yeah, you're like a bit said, humble, without man. You, without you, there probably would be no gram. Without gram, there'd be no GR Do you know daily. what? Yeah, I like that. Do I get real. shares in the company now or something? <laughs> but you know, I think because... Because obviously I'm not... I'm not like a Logan Sama type DJ. I was going to ask about today. him quickly before you go. Yeah. Ask about Logan or ask about. Yeah, who would win if you lost to go back to back in terms of like garage DJ clash? Oh, like. garage? I mean, not garage. Oh. Grime, sorry. Yeah, yeah, Grime, sorry. Garage. I don't, I don't even know. Like, Logan lives and breathes Grime 24 7. Like, you got any thub plates in the bag that no one's got? I've got, got stuff that Logan wouldn't have even. Logan wasn't listening to Grime music when I had stuff, but that's, that's not a diss to Logan. No, nah, of course. Logan does his thing and reps it like yeah, fully. fully. Like, mm. no, no other DJ has repped Grime more than Logan. It's true. Like, no, I, 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 including myself. That, like, yeah. He has fully repped it. Like, mm. I was obviously there and I've been there from the start and I've repped it. I still rep it, but there are people like the Logans yeah. and the Sir Spiros and the Spiro Legend. Maximum, like. The, all these Slimzy guys, as well, man. Slim, yeah, all these guys are like, they're all my guys, and like, yeah. they all do their thing. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, very, I'm not even sure. Very, very, very quickly. I'm, I'm so sorry because we do have to no, cool, uh, uh, catch the last train and stuff. The um, there's another d uh, rumor that you wanted to dispel, wasn't there? Because uh, oh, yeah, yeah. apparently today, a people new one are pointing, from today. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It never like, ends. I've not seen it yet, but Wiley done an interview with Vlad TV or something. Right. And I think... That in, Vlad's a prick, by the in, way, man. I'm not, sorry, I'm just going to say... He just likes to get people to snitch on themselves. Do you know what? Like, some, he's I've, got this infatuation with I've crimes, watched a couple of, like, of his previous. I've seen him talking to gigs. Yeah. I wasn't rating what... No, like, not at all. And I've seen him talking to 6-7, mm -hmm. and I wasn't rating it again. Yeah. Like, I felt like he's coming over to the UK and basically, like... He wants us to tell all these hood stories. Yeah. And that's like, oh, my God, like, we don't just drink tea and that. yeah. You can't come over and talk to artists like that and expect yeah. them to like. I think even in, in the interview, Gig was like, "Why do you keep talking like, about some like, music?" Yeah. Like, yeah, he's like, "Can we talk about music?" Yeah, because like. Shuts him down but anyway, nicely. aside from that, he's done an interview with Wiley. He's yeah. probably gone on the same kind of direction with it. Yeah. And Wiley's referenced that back in the day there was a DJ that was a drug dealer or was a shotter or whatever you want to like call it, and that he was influenced by him. Yeah. And I've had some messages today, like, oh, you're, are you the DJ, like, who influenced Wiley? Like, no, I was not the DJ who influenced Wiley to do any of those things. Right. Um, so it wasn't me. And then I think he's just dropped a freestyle as well, talking about... <laughs> the same thing, yeah. Not, not exactly the same thing, but, right. like, people are trying to put two and two together, like, Target taught me to stack and whatever else. And, but Wiley's always mentioned me as, like, someone who's, like... I guess he would say I'm good with money. Like, I don't really believe that myself because I spend too much of it but he I've always had a kind of business mind yeah. even when we were really young like I've always kind of thought about business and money and mm -hmm. 
So I think it's more it more references that than anything else. Yeah, like yeah. that's all it is really. Saving okay. for that wedding, G. That's Jeez. it. Cheese, cheese, and that's cheese, it. Cheese, cheese. And with, with that, um, we are gonna have to curtail this amazing chat that we've we had love with you, a, a gym. I love you all too. <laughs> I feel like we could have gone for another hour or so, man. Yeah, we could have. We really could have stayed. We do part two, man. Yeah, part two. I like that. Part two, maybe. Let's do that, bro. Maybe we need a part two, man. Big up, Target Legend in the building, yo. TBC out.